Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You've found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Beth, and I'm here today with Sandy and Missy talking about forgiveness. Woo! A lot of it has been kind of tough to work through a little bit, I think. Processing, Mm -hmm. yeah, processing Steps on your toes a bit here and there. Yes, exactly. Anything that goes deep requires some work to get deep, and forgiveness is one of those deep issues. But then... Once you work through that process, there is, yes, there's the depth, but then there's this height that you never imagined, a freedom, of a release that comes when you've processed through this this deep, deep principle of forgiveness. You know, it's interesting. I, I once had a, um, a lady give an illustration that she had talked to her friend who was an architect, and mm-hmm. she asked him, how, how high can you build a building? And he said, you know, you can build as high as you want. The thing is, you have to go down deep as deep as you go high Hmm. so you think about that how far has your life gone down deep you can go that high if you allow God to work in your life Uh and it's pretty amazing those roots Mm -hmm. they just have to um they just have to go Mm -hmm. deep and that's the beauty of a life in Christ as we spend more time by those streams of living water those roots can go deeper and deeper, and, and he grows us in ways that oh, I, we can't even comprehend. But it's Christ in us that allows the growth. It's nothing, I got nothing to offer apart from Jesus. You know, it's, it's Christ in me. When, when I'm working in my own flesh, um, you're not going to like what you get. <laughs> but Christ in me, boy, he does things that are just beyond anything I could have done on my own. I just read a quote, and I'm going to get it wrong because I don't have it in front of me, but it's a Lisa Turkeris quote from her book, The Best Yes. And she talks about the stress of a person who is overwhelmed by their schedule is, uh, is due usually to a soul that is underwhelmed by God. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, think about that. It, when our schedule is overwhelmed, there's usually not time for our souls to be overwhelmed. So they're underwhelmed. And then the flip side of that, she said, is, but the beauty of a life of an underwhelmed schedule is a soul that is overwhelmed by God. Mm-hmm. So the flip side is true. And it's when we take that time to sit with him and allow him to grow us deep, to pour into us, that that those roots go down and as those roots go down and we recognize all that we've been forgiven then his love in us can allow us to forgive in depths in ways that that we didn't even realize we had the potential for because apart from him we don't have the potential for it we can't forgive apart from the one who has forgiven us absolutely well ladies one of the beauties of this lared.org website is that as we look up these principles we're given some options there are one page and two page options there are pdf files and and there are um just some different kinds of curriculum when you dig deeper for the very same principle saying somewhat the same thing yet in a different way 
So today, can we look at this from a, a different option from our Lared website? The model value of forgiveness. The quote at the top of the page says, To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that prisoner was you. Mm. Louis wow. B. Smeads. What a beautiful quote. That's good. Great stuff. Forgiveness changes us from prisoners of our past to people who are at peace with our memories. It frees us to move forward with our lives. Every person has a need for forgiveness and a need to forgive. We have all wronged another person, and we have all been hurt by someone else. Likewise, most of us have recognized that there are mistakes we have made that we need to forgive ourselves for. It is tempting to hold on to those feelings of anger, pain, and bitterness as a means of protecting ourselves or to punish the one that has offended us. But we will never be able to reach our potential and have true hope for the future if we cannot forgive and move on emotionally. Forgiveness is a choice that we make that is independent of our feelings. As human beings, we are all designed to want justice. When you experience hurt or harm from someone's actions or words, whether intended or not, you may begin experiencing negative feelings such as anger, confusion, sadness, and betrayal, especially when it's someone close to you. These feelings may start out small, but if you don't deal with them quickly, they can grow bigger and more powerful. They may even begin to crowd out positive feelings. Refusing to forgive and dwelling on the painful memories of the past will make you miserable. It holds you trapped in a past moment and in those old feelings. Forgiveness is freeing up and putting to better use the energy once consumed by holding grudges, harboring resentments, and nursing unhealed wounds. It is rediscovering the strengths we always had and relocating our limitless capacity to understand and accept other people and ourselves. The way we choose to overcome our pain and hurt is what defines our character. Forgiveness is not forgetfulness, but it involves accepting the promise that the future can be more than dwelling on memories of past injury. There is no future in the past. You can never live in the present and create a new exciting future for yourself if you always stay stuck in the past. Wow. Can you read that last sentence again, Sandy? You can never live in the present and create a new and exciting future for yourself if you always stay stuck in the past. Wow. Pretty powerful. Yeah, and I love that quote by Sydney and Suzanne Simon. Forgiveness is freeing up and putting to better use the energy once consumed by holding grudges, harboring resentments, and nursing unhealed wounds. It is rediscovering the strengths we always had and relocating our limitless capacity to understand and accept other people and ourselves. Mm. We don't realize how much unforgiveness consumes us and right. what, how much energy that takes, I don't think. Right. Huh. So much to think about here. I'm still stuck on that first quote by Lewis B. Smeads. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner <laughs> was you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, in this Module 2 Value of Forgiveness, we see that the benefits that we will reap from practicing forgiveness is that we will be at peace with our past and have hope for the future. We will improve our psychological well-being. We will have more friendships and healthier relationships with others. We will reduce the stress in our lives. People who forgive have been found to generally have lower blood pressure and a lower heart rate. They are also less likely to suffer from chronic pain. Wow, that's interesting. That's huge. You will have less hostility, and you will be better at managing your anger. And you will be at a lower risk for depression, 
anxiety, and substance abuse. Wow, you read that and you think, why ever would we not forgive? (laughs) (laughs) Truly. You know, so that tells me that um, when we choose not to forgive, we're not only a prisoner of those emotions, but we're kind of a prisoner in our body too. I mean, look at that one. Lower blood pressure if you forgive. People who forgive have lower blood pressure, lower heart rate, and are less likely to suffer from chronic pain. That's kind of a big deal. I believe that, though. You know that feeling when you're really angry at someone? I mean, your stomach kind of churns, and you just, everything's tense, mm-hmm. and I can see why it would do this long term. Well, that's that takes me to Philippians 4, 6, where God's Word says, don't be anxious about anything. And I've learned to identify that anxiety in me, mm-hmm. Ugh, whatever it is, whether it's a schedule that's overwhelmed, or um, anger, mm-hmm. or stress of any kind. When I feel that anxiousness, what does God's word say? Present your request to him with thanksgiving. And there's a peace that will come. Dr. Carolyn Leaf in her book, uh, Switch on Your Brain, says that science continues to prove the Bible to be true. Hmm. And it's because all those things that God gave us in his word about being joyful always, not being anxious about anything, counting it all joy, when they do the scientific studies, it truly does lower heart rate, hmm. uh-huh, lower blood pressure, reduce pain. Hmm. Maybe we should have just been listening to the Bible all these years <laughs> instead of trying to do it our own way. Oh, my. Well, Sandy, would you like to read the characteristics of one who models this value of forgiveness for us? Sure. The characteristics, if you are a forgiving person, you will have these traits. You will believe that forgiveness is your choice and does not depend on how you feel about something. I like that. We don't Mm -hmm. always feel the right way. (laughs) You will make an effort to understand and accept other people and yourself. You will understand that there is no future in the past and forgiving frees you to move on with your life. And the fourth one is you will spend your time and energy focusing on the future rather than on hurtful memories of the past. Mm -hmm. You know, that evil one, Satan, he is just... um, enough of a deceiver, he is the deceiver, that he continues to bring those memories to us, even on things that we have forgiven. And that's where it comes back to God's word. Take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. We have got to be willing to recognize the truth of those memories. Yeah, that did happen. But to claim that freedom that we have found in forgiveness, it is forgiven. Just as Christ has forgiven me, I have forgiven that offense. Mm -hmm. Or just as Christ has forgiven me, I forgive myself for causing that offense. Mm -hmm. Satan will try to trip us up and to make us feel condemned, but what does God's word tell us? There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It leads us back to that place, choice and consequence. There may be earthly consequences for the choices that we have made, but when we are in Christ Jesus... Those poor choices in our life, they are covered by his blood. There's no condemnation. When we have come to him and confessed our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us, just as 1 John 1, 9 tells us, to cleanse us from all that unrighteousness. So if you have, have forgiven someone, whether that person is yourself or someone else, and those memories keep flooding back, grab them and say, nope, 
nope, I have forgiven this. I will not own this memory. I will not put it in my backpack and carry it around with me. I'm going to leave it at the foot of the cross right where it needs to be. So we've looked at the benefits. We've looked at the characteristics. Sandy, do you want to give us the steps to follow? Sure. Wow, the first one just starts right in. (laughs) Set aside your pride. Do not allow pride to stop you from forgiving and moving on. Remember that people aren't born with the intention to inflict pain. Make an effort to understand that many things have influence over a person's behavior. Understanding can be key to forgiving and moving on. Make a choice to forgive. And realize that forgiveness is not a one-time act. Depending on the severity of the pain, you may have to make the choice to forgive the same situation multiple times. And last of all, be willing to seek counseling if the harm that was inflicted on you is more than what you know how to handle. I think that's a good thing to, to put in there. Forgiveness is very important, but sometimes you need more help mm-hmm. with that, someone that knows how to, to work through this. Kind of help you process maybe what you've been through in the mm-hmm. past or the... Well, the weight of the offense varies. Mm-hmm. And if it is an overwhelming weight, maybe you need help carrying it, or maybe um, you just have to get stronger so that you can lift it up off mm-hmm. of yourself. Whatever it is, there's, there's a strength that is needed in order to forgive. So that makes perfect sense. You know, I, I, these steps to follow, it's... Um, they're so key. They're exactly what we've talked about mm-hmm. all through the week in mm-hmm. terms of looking at forgiveness, um, understanding people and how key that can be, making the choice to forgive. Um, it's not a one-time act, and depending on the severity of the pain, um, you know, you have to make the choice multiple times, the mm-hmm. same situation, to choose to forgive that situation multiple times. And I think it's a daily process, mm-hmm. not just the big things, but the little things in life. Mm-hmm. When we think about being in relationship with other people, whether that's in your home, the workplace, you know, your church, the community, wherever it's at, the drivers in the next car, <laughs> you know, it's, it's an ongoing thing. And I think it's a daily practice. And if you learn to, if you learn to do forgiveness in the small things, mm-hmm. it may become an easier step to do it in the bigger things, mm-hmm. but the small things are just as important as the big things. Mm. That's interesting. I was referring earlier this week to Lisa Turker's book, The Best Yes, and that's one of the things she continues to say. You need to learn to practice wisdom in the small things Mm -hmm. so that you will have that wisdom in your life and are able to engage it in the the big things. It's the same with forgiveness. Yeah, well, and it's a principle to live by, so you practice the principle in order to get better at it so that it only makes sense that you start in the small things and, uh, and that will help you in the bigger things. I want to come back to that very first sentence in the steps to follow. Set aside your pride. Now it goes on to say, do not allow pride to stop you from forgiving and moving on. And I would say it also takes a, an act of setting aside your pride to ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To go to mm-hmm. someone that you very think true. you may have offended. And they may say, oh no, I wasn't offended. That I don't even remember that happening. But... If we set aside our pride and we go and we say, you know, we're sorry, those words may have been hurtful, and that wasn't my intention. It's amazing the doors of communication that can open when we're willing to walk through that hard place where either we feel we need to be forgiven or we need to 
ask for forgiveness. You know, it's really interesting, Beth, thinking about that, because I can remember back when I was in college, I was away on a retreat and with uh, friends and with also people I didn't know. And there was this one young lady there and, you know, I knew that I was jealous of her for whatever Mm. reason. I didn't even know her really, but she was beautiful and seemed put together and just really Mm -hmm. seemed to have it all, you know, Mm -hmm. and the Lord really spoke to me and said, you have jealousy toward her. And I was like, well, you know, come on, she's pretty. I, okay. But I'm like, I, you know, kind of arguing with the Lord about that. And he said, no, you need to go confess your sin to her. I'm like, I haven't said anything or done anything. Nobody knows, but me, God, are you sure? And I remember having this ongoing mental battle of, okay, I get it. I'm going to, I repent of it, but do I really have to go, do I have to go say this to her? How embarrassing. Why would I ever, but you know what? I did it. And even though that was hard, I mean, setting aside my, my pride in Mm -hmm. that area, it was an amazing conversation with her. And I only ever saw her that one weekend, but God showed me something incredibly beautiful that can happen when you humble yourself and go and confess your sin to another believer. And they receive that and they open their arms to you. I, it was just amazing. It was an amazing experience for me. And nobody else there knew it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had no reason to know it. And she was like flabbergasted. She was like, what are you talking about? I don't even, you know, kind of a thing. But as we, as we talked and I told her that, you know, really the Lord had shown me that sin in my heart and I needed to confess it to her. Um, there was an amazing thing connection and uh and forgiveness happened in that instance it was beautiful it was just beautiful and i've never forgot that that what god can do when we are willing to set aside our pride and go to someone and sometimes it's not even that obvious you know it's not evident or doesn't seem like that big of a deal come on god it's not that big of a deal you know i can i can get this right i can change my attitude um but I think being willing to do it in the small things again leads us to be able to do it in the larger things. Why is it that we so often think if we say, I was wrong, I'm sorry, we think people will like us less when truly, I mean, okay, I I get what you're talking about. You were confessing something to her that she was unaware of, and it's hard to admit those things, but especially in the things where you know the person Mm -hmm. knows you did something wrong, and yet it's so difficult to say those words. Mm. But actually, people appreciate us more usually. I think that's true with our children as well. When we go to them and we apologize, that they don't, uh, they don't. That doesn't lessen our authority with them, or they don't not like that. That draws us closer to them, actually. So builds relationship. Yes. But you said, why is it that we don't? Well, fear and pride. Mm-hmm. You know, I I used to call them kissing cousins. Now I think maybe they're Siamese twins. Joined, <laughs> I don't know. Joined somewhere. But I think that's why we don't. Um, I think we are afraid of maybe condemnation from others. But I think right. maybe the biggest issue of why we don't do what we should do is that we fear the wrong thing. We fear man. We fear man's mm. response to us. We fear whether it's being laughed at or being talked about or being whatever, fill in the blank, instead of fearing what God says we need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says, if you confess your sins, He will be faithful and just to forgive us from all of that and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, confession needs to start with him, but there are times that that confession needs to go to the next place. Mm -hmm. Missy, your example is just beautiful. It would have been so easy because it was a heart issue to just have that be between you and God. And yet God said to you, okay, you've confessed it to me. 
go confess it to her. Mm-hmm. And you were obedient. And he had, a, he had something wonderful and beautiful yep. to show me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the part I want listeners to hear. You would have missed out yeah. on that victory, on that rainbow, on yeah. that silver lining, mm-hmm. on that lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Had absolutely. You, God's love for you still would have been complete, but you would have missed out on something beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. had you not been obedient. You know, God's love for us, it's perfect. There is nothing we can do to make him love us more. His love for us is perfect. And yet, he has so much he wants to give us, so much he wants to bless us with. But what do we know about that blessing? We know that, first of all, if we're holding on to stuff with clenched hands, our hands aren't open to receive Mm -hmm. what he has for us. Maybe unforgiveness is what you're holding Mm -hmm. in your clenched hands. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's, I don't know, possessions. It's our time. It's, you name it. Sometimes it's a cream stick. (laughs) (laughs) But it's only until we can just open up those hands and say, you know what, God, it's yours. Everything I have is from you, O Lord. And I want it to be used for your glory and honor. So show me what I need to do with it. Well, if it's unforgiveness that we've been clenching and that we finally have opened our hands and said, it's yours, do with it what you will. Forgive me for my sin. And Lord, help me to forgive others when they've sinned against me. We can go right back to the Lord's prayer and know that that was a lesson that Jesus thought was important to talk to us about. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when he was asked, how, how should we pray? He said, our Father, pray to your Father, who is in heaven, holy is his name. We want his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day what we need, our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, our trespasses, as we forgive those who have sinned and trespassed against us. Well, think about that, Beth. If you pray that prayer and you're not forgiving someone else. (laughs) Yeah. Because it says, as we have. With what measure you give out is the measure you will receive. Back to that Mm -hmm. sowing and reaping. It it is all all so very much our choice. We can choose well or we can choose poorly. There there are consequences on both ends. There are good consequences. There are bad consequences. Mm -hmm. But it comes back to our choice. Mm -hmm. God has given us choice, choice to choose him, to choose his love, to choose his forgiveness, to accept the gift of salvation that he's offered to us through his son, Jesus. That death on the cross that we celebrated Easter isn't just a holiday. It's a holy day because Jesus gave his life for us. He gave his life for us. For my sin, while we were yet sinners, he gave his life for us. Forgiveness, our choice to lay down our rights and forgive others instead. Forgiveness begins with a thought. In the small places, those thoughts become actions, those actions become habits, and those habits become our destiny. Ladies, I don't think we can afford not to forgive. Hmm. We who have been forgiven much need to live a life 
of forgiving others. Mm. We are so glad you've joined us this week. If forgiveness is the issue in your life, will you make today the day you choose to forgive? Father, help us, guide us, lead us, move us ahead in this area of life that we're holding on too tightly to. We know that when we hold on, we can't move forward. We're stuck right where we're at. We choose to forgive and to walk in the freedom that you died to give us. In your sweet name we pray, Lord Jesus. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to OpenTheWordPodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then, meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed. Step back in time with a stay at one of the oldest buildings in historic Berlin, Ohio, the Worthman House. This charming building has a rich history with origins dating back to as early as the mid-1800s. The newly restored two-bedroom, one-bathroom suite has hardwood floors and gorgeous chestnut trim throughout. It is also outfitted with locally made Amish furniture. It can sleep six and offers a beautiful panoramic view of Berlin's Main Street. Its location in the heart of Berlin is an ideal spot for walking to various restaurants and shops. Book your stay at the Worthman House through VRBO.